Hey, Autumn, what's the secret to life? Ooh, food? (laughs) Tell me more. I mean, food, I think, is the secret to living. I mean, (laughs) you know, like if if you want to live, I mean, water, but you could argue that water is in food. Okay, so the the secret to life is is eat water and food. Eat water and food. That's the secret. dropping knowledge. It's a little known secret. Not many people know this, so it makes me wonder what you think the secret to life is. Well, I don't know the secret to life. But I can tell you the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Oh, what's this? 42. What? 42 years of age? (laughs) (laughs) No, the answer is just 42. Oh, the number 42. Is it like numerology? Is it 4 plus 2? No, well, the answer is 42. Okay. But how do we apply that number? 42. To get life. (laughs) Oh, I want to... I have questions. Hello there, my friends, and welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast all about travel planning and Disney entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral health, and humor. My name is Autumn, and I'm a new Disney enthusiast as well as a clinical social worker. And I'm Justin, a hyper nerd travel planner and behavior analyst. And now we are visualizing you driving in your car enjoying our podcast with a smile from ear to ear we're visualizing you leaving us a review on itunes or apple podcasts oh wow that was a really nice review thank you we see you we visualize you checking out our website to find old episodes contact the show and even sign up for our easy diz mail On today's show, we are going to continue with our January theme of goals and intentions. We are going to talk about vision boards, a bit of research behind them, and then we'll discuss the vision board that we made for the podcast and where we are with our own vacation board. But first, we've got news and trivia with uh, the Google Slides to my poster board and glue stick, Justin. Hey, that's me. (laughs) How you doing, Justin? I'm, you know fantastic that's great just feeling good about sunday and oh yeah so how many times last week were you surprised when you were reminded that we had this monday off a million times yeah. and in fact i didn't realize it till the day before yeah <laughs> and even like this weekend you were like oh yeah we have monday off and i'm like yes it's like i keep yes. getting the day off over and over again yes thank you martin luther king thank you <laughs> among other things among right <laughs> it's, it's 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 not the the largest contribution i think he's made to the world but this week it has been very nice. So yes. thank you. Yes, wonderful. So yeah, we're going to do vision boards a little bit later. So I chose to do the podcast vision board, the one I worked on with uh, an Adobe Creative Studio, I think it's called. It used to be Spark. Uh, yeah. But you opted for something else. Yes. I don't like doing things on screens that much. <laughs> And I like being creative and drawing in colors. So I did like an old school. uh, We went to the dollar store, got some poster board, whipped out my markers, got some flashy different colored pieces of paper. And uh, yeah, just an old school vision board that is posted up in our garage right now (laughs) for our family vacation. And I get it. I like the tactile experience too. It's just that's hard to email. But I don't need to email it. Like for us, for our purposes, I was thinking too. So for emailing it, like I don't, like I need to have it in a place that I see every day and also not in a format that I'm constantly inundated with. And I feel like because we're on our screens all the time, we will satiate on looking at it and it's just not going to, it's not going to catch us. This this piece of cardboard in the corner will stick out to you more. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not going to stand there. I mean, it's going to go in the house. No, but I just mean wherever you put it, it's going to stand out more than just another. Because I was thinking, you know, like putting it on the background of my phone screen or the background of the computer screen, but that might just blend in eventually. Yeah. And we're not on. Yeah. I don't think we're even on that particular screen that often. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. All right. Let's get into highly suspect headlines. So I will read some headlines, some of which are completely true, legitimate news headlines, and other ones are falsehoods. And it's going to be on Autumn to determine which ones are real news and which ones are fake news. And you know what? Why don't you all play at home, too? Why don't you? (laughs) Yeah, we enjoy it when you play. Yes. So you can play at home. Uh, If you get them all right, just email in and we'll send you a sticker. Mm. But only if you get them all right and don't lie, because we'll know. EasyDizitPodcast at gmail.com. Ready for the first one? Yes. Disney now offering a 10% discount on the Savi's workshop experience due to the lack of the carrying case. Remember we talked about last week they weren't giving the carrying case for the lightsabers anymore? Were they were charging. Weren't they charging more money for it? 
that you could buy one for $50. Okay, so a 10% discount. I'm going to say that's false. This is true. Oh. Yeah, so a couple things happened. First, they were, they were saying that if you went to guest experiences, they'd give you like a $15 gift card. Mm-hmm. But now across the board, just because of the backlash, they're taking 10% off the $220 experience, bringing it back down to about what it was before. Oh. They, before the price increase. Before the price. So then what's the deal with the bag, though? You still have to pay additional. So no, you still get a baggie. They're giving you a clear plastic baggie. Here's the thing. I only looked at one source for this news item last week, and the reporting there and what I said last week is not entirely accurate. So let's talk about this. The $50 sleeve that you could buy was always an upgrade. So they gave you a carrying case as part of the the experience. Not that cool sleeve that kind of blended in with your outfit. Oh, I didn't realize that. So the supply chain thing was real. They just didn't have access to that anymore. I wanted to correct myself about that. There there was a sleeve included. And actually, if you go on the website, Mm -hmm. they listed out that a sleeve was included in the price, in the experience. So that was part of their advertising that there was a sleeve, and that's why they're giving the 10% discount now. Gotcha. Oh, uh, so, okay. So yeah, you can still pay $50 to get that really cool sleeve, or you can use a plastic baggie. Right. To me, I think I'm still just stuck on like the plastic baggie. At least don't make it a transparent plastic baggie. I don't want to see laser swords in plastic bags. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah, it. it doesn't. It ruins the aesthetic of where you're at. It's really like I'm not super picky. Like I, it wouldn't bother me if I saw a cowboy in Tomorrowland. Like it bothered Walt. But I don't want laser swords in plastic bags. <laughs> That's my line. It's right there. That's funny. Everyone's got their their thing. That's right. Everyone's got their line. All right. What's the next one? The next news item? Yes. Okay. Jiko at Animal Kingdom Lodge announced to close permanently. Mm. No, Jiko's like the dining, the cooking, the, is it called? The cooking place. It's cooking place, right? No, that's gotta be false. Is that your final answer? Yeah, to close permanently. Didn't, okay, can I ask this? Did they recently reopen? Okay, I'm just gonna say it. So you're right, it is false. They they are not reopened yet. Oh, okay. you, you, that was a deep breath. This, we enjoyed that place. That place was Justin, awesome. Justin, you, that was, yeah, those those are fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. No, they announced the reopening date. They're reopening, oh, February God. 17th. Yay! Yeah, so if you're looking for like a signature dining at a resort and you don't mind taking the journey over to the Animal Kingdom Lodge, I, I this is my favorite. This is the best food. This, this is going to be handed out in terms of like, what is, what is the top food you're going to get in Disney World? Jiko is one of, oh, wow. I think, a few of those places. I yeah. mean, there's not much. It's not going to generally be in food, in the park food. It's going to yeah. be resort food. Oh, definitely, yeah. And then out of the resorts, Animal Kingdom is like one of the top Oh, yeah, they have tier. three great restaurants at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. But what I like about Jiko, like, the service is just really, really good. It's like standing. Yeah, it was, it was so nice. And just the environment is beautiful. Gorgeous. Again, the detail and the African art and just like in the theming inside is is really unbelievable. And then on the other side, you have this beautiful, huge, tall glass wall. Tall glass walls. Where you are looking out. And we had a, we were on the, our table when we were there. It was right up against the window. So we had this, like, if you look to the left, you just are experiencing the inside that's extremely detailed and beautifully decorated. Uh, We were pregnant when I went too, so it was nice. And so we got like an extra dessert and drink at no cost, which was cool. They were going to bring us champagne, but they brought... What did they bring you instead of champagne? Something it was another, nice and fruity. Yeah, it was a fruity drink. Like, yeah. not alcoholic. Yeah. Um, and it just... Be, I mean, it's. I didn't want to leave. We went there and we spent some time upstairs in the... Um, like the atrium. Big, yeah. Like, and it just like... At, uh, I didn't want to leave. Like, I almost could have cried because I didn't want to leave. And yeah. Justin and I remember we sat there and we were like, well, one day... One day. <laughs> when this baby's out, we'll, yeah. we'll come back and we'll be able to stay here. And we so. were doing that last night. We were planning... Uh, we were. Looking at DVC. Heads up. We're D- going to talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> we were looking at the, the rooms on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great food. Beautiful location. Excellent service. Super happy to see it's coming back. Yeah. Um, Wonderful. Okay, good. One right. <laughs> What's number three? Thousands line up for figment popcorn bucket, producing a seven-hour wait for some guests. Figment is cool. I feel like rare. I feel like not super popular. So I feel like if they came out with something, there might be a big fan base for it. Mm. But I'm going to say it's false. Oh, it's true. Oh, you psyched me out there <laughs> deliberately. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I, I, I'll tell you. 
So he said it and he looked at me and then he looked down really quick and looked up. You looked at so, me. So my original gut, my gut was saying it. It's true. Yeah, it's true. We were watching, we were flipping through videos last night and we were watching uh, Paging Mr. Morrow and he was talking about it. He said four hour wait at the end. I was like, oh no, oh no, because I this was going to be a news item. I, I didn't hear that it. you heard it. Okay, no, good. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Seven, seven hour wait, thousands of people lined up for these popcorn buckets. They look cool, but they're definitely popcorn Perfect. buckets. Yeah. Oh, I should have listened to my gut. Uh, funny, the Universal Studios Twitter uh, threw a little bit of shade. They said... Y'all must really like popcorn. <laughs> no, it's true, because, like, what else are you going to use it for? But I guess a toy, bringing home, store toys in it. There was another follow-up. Meanwhile, Jurassic World Velocicoaster is a 35-minute wait. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I wonder where that's funny, if they look at how that works. They have, like, inside people in the parks all the time. Well, they're reading news items. You know, they they definitely have social media people that do their social that's media. That's funny. I love, so, corp- corporations aren't people, but I love, <laughs> I love it when they're snarky like people that's just that's a favorite thing of mine wendy's is pretty good ah. but a little bit behind the motivation uh right now or yesterday e- um, on ebay the resale yeah. of those popcorn buckets 100 to 250 dollars each so there's a little bit of motivation that for is you. the cost of certain dooney and burke <laughs> disney bags <laughs> and that's a plastic bucket wow hey to each his own what if i to wanted each his own. that's true what if i wanted to use that plastic popcorn bucket as like my purse as my satchel my man my man satchel mm. and i just carried all my stuff in a plastic figment bucket hey or just carried popcorn around. i think that just goes to show you what has value and like what value is and how it's totally fleeting and fluctuating and dependent on and the closer you get to disney world the more that value is fleeting and changing and, and weird <laughs> and weird yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's three headlines. That means we've just got one headline to go. Okay. Tim Allen to star in a new Santa Claus limited series on Disney Plus. I want that to be the truth, so I'm gonna say yes. This is true. <gasps> Ooh, Tim Allen is my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. So do you do you have any uh, personal stories about Tim Allen? So I do. <laughs> Let me tell you, because I think this will, is probably the third time I mentioned. Will it. you share but... that personal Tim <laughs> Allen story with us, please? <laughs> okay, so I worked. I'm not going to say the town. I lived in a small rural town in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and I worked it's because at a you were small... in witness protection at the time. Is that... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in high school, and his work wife, aka Patricia Richardson from mm-hmm. Home Improvement. Okay. Shout out to all you '90s babies who watched mm-hmm. Home Improvement. I met, so came in, and I guess she has family that like are from the town that I lived in. And how would you describe her? Would you describe her as like down to earth? <laughs> Very down earth, very nice. So she came in with a woman who I think must have been like an agent or something. They sat outside. She ordered Eggs Benedict. I remember her order. And I, it was so funny because I remember like the owner was like, oh, somebody, somebody's outside. And I'm like, who? And they're like, outside, outside. And I'm like, okay. You have this moment where you're like, oh, I know who you are. And then at the very same time, you're like, oh, I need to pretend like I don't know who you are. It's <laughs> really normal. Um, but anyway, she was really nice. And then um, I heard. it was the... F- so she came back though, and didn't she invite you to be part of the home improvement cast? <laughs> she, I wish she didn't, but she had brought. Um, she had like two nieces, a nephew. Uh, there's other family members, mm-hmm. so she had come back late afternoon, early evening. Yeah. And kicker remembered my name uh-huh. and asked for me. Excuse me, I'd like um, autumn. Please. <laughs> yeah. So and I've you, never and met you... Tim Allen, if that's what you're wondering. But I've met his work wife, and so I feel like it, it's the same. thing. Thing. So when you heard her say, uh, I'd like Autumn to mm-hmm. serve me, you kind of went, oh, like that, right? <laughs> well, no. So it's funny. I didn't hear her. The owner came out and said, she asked for you, Autumn. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? They're like, get out there. <laughs> I was like, huh? She remembered my name. Yeah. So that was really, that was really cool. So that's my connection to Tim Allen. <laughs> love that story. And I, well, my other connection is I love, I grew up on the Santa Claus one, two, yeah. I think there's, well, there's three. There's a new series now. And so, and I thought, though, I, they've made a whole bunch of like Elf and other kind of Santa Claus movies, which I didn't love, but I really appreciated the Tim Allen one. So I'm excited that he's coming back. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about it. So this okay. new series on Disney Plus mm-hmm. is going to revisit Scott, the character, <gasps> Tim Young. So he's From in Santa Claus. Yeah, he's Yay! in it. On his 65th birthday. <gasps> And at which point he realizes he can't be Santa forever. So it's kind of like a Santa retirement story. 
So he's gonna, he said, you know, he wants to spend more time with his family, especially two kids raised in the North Pole. So he sets off to find a suitable Santa replacement. This is gonna be good. Who do you think is gonna be the Santa I replacement? I have a feeling it's gonna be a black Santa. Are we gonna get Kevin Hart? Because that would you, be... you, Autumn, this could be the tie-in to the Patricia Richardson <laughs> story. She's like, or there could was, it be her? <laughs> there was a young woman who waited at me in a town whose name I can't remember in Connecticut. Yep, that's the one we need. We need to get her. Yeah, I'm. I'm so well. I think it's cool. It, it's. I'm also. It's like this transition. One needs the other. Yeah. I like that. that yeah. I know. Uh, I'm excited for your role in that movie. Cool. Do they have uh, any dates on when this is coming out? I assume it's next Christmas. Yeah. I assume it's next Christmas. Hopefully, it doesn't take longer than one year. You know that this isn't like a Lord <laughs> of the Rings type situation where they need to go to New Zealand for three years. My precious. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So wait, I just have to. I have to interrupt here. So I just really started watching the lord of the rings like in detail with justin and i just want to say that i love Gollum's character i have so many i've psychoanalyzed his character many times while watching yeah. it i've thought about it a lot it's just there's so much to pull up out there so maybe we can maybe we can rope in Gollum to maybe some of our episodes somehow. i'd like to just because you characterize yourself as watching the movie in detail <laughs> I and i think we should probably restate that as watching the movie when Gollum is on screen and otherwise Ignoring it completely, <laughs> usually falling asleep, <laughs> and we don't we don't need to go too deep into that. But I, I'd consider like you've definitely seen every Gollum scene. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he. Yeah. But again, just side note for you, I'm I'm there for Gollum. Hashtag Gollum. Okay. All right. On that Team note, Gollum, you're pulling for his mental health. <laughs> I am. On that note, I believe it's uh, it's time for Astum's J. It certainly is, Autumn. So if you are new here or just forgot, mm-hmm. um, I'm here to let you know what this is all about. So basically, I try to stump Justin, That's and hence A Stumps J, with trivia related to all things, you know, Disney World, Disneyland, Universal, etc. Mm-hmm. So Justin, okay, I'm let ready. me know when you are ready. I'm so ready. Awesome. Okay, so our focus today is actually going to be on Animal Kingdom. All right. And uh, this ties in with what we'll be talking uh, more about shortly. Okay, so this first one. The Animal Kingdom Lodge Resort has mm-hmm. one of the largest collections of blank. Okay, so I imagine they have the, one of the largest collections of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. All right, so I'm going to say a few, and then I'll pick which one I want to pick. Okay. So definitely, I mean, animals. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of art. Mm. So I'm gonna, it's going to be it's gonna be animals or African art. I'm going to go with African art, just because it's a little bit less obvious. Yeah, that's a, a good guess, and it's the correct guess. It has the largest collection of African art outside of Africa. How like about real it? real African art. Oh, wow. The carefully curated collection showcases almost every aspect of traditional African culture and can be found throughout the resort. Mm. One of the lobby's centerpieces is the Igbo Ejiel mask. So it's a, it's a really tall, and I'm pretty sure we saw this, or if it wasn't this, a similar piece of art in the lobby there um, that's over 16 feet tall, um, made by the Igbo people, and it uh, signifies an important event or celebration so it's rare that you see it you see it during uh there's a picture of it right there oh yeah 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 really really beautiful but i just i mean again just speaking to the detail there's like a little museum too yeah. inside the well, lodge but just to find out that it's like has the largest collection of african artists in we, africa is pretty cool we walked around that resort a lot oh, we walked yeah. just like down the hallways and stuff and there's just art everywhere like near the elevator and like in the hallways like it's, it's everywhere 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 so here's a question we know animal kingdom also hosts a lot of animals like you said right sure they got a couple (laughs) so um the question for you is how many acres is the wildlife preserve so i'm pretty sure that disney world altogether is like twenty-seven thousand acres acres i'm oh and well i know that the preserve is bigger than magic kingdom or the size of magic kingdom and I think Magic Kingdom is 300 acres, so I'm gonna say it's 350 acres. That could be right. That isn't. That's. I think that the number that you gave is including the entire, like the entire lodge. The, the preserve itself, though, mm-hmm. is actually 43 acres. Oh, just the preserve. Is that for the but, lodge or for? I, I was thinking. This is the the savanna. Here they're saying preserve, but the savanna, which is like where all the animals is, home to the giraffes, the gazelles, okay. etc. But if so you're talking I'm, about all of like Animal Kingdom, yeah, period, just, yes, that I is. I just bigger. pulled up some numbers, so I was wrong. Magic Kingdom is 107 acres. 
Okay. Disney's Animal Kingdom altogether is 580 acres. Right. Um, but and you were asking about the reserve the itself. The preserve specifically. The preserve. Though, okay. Yes, is 43. Oh, still pretty big. <laughs> 43 acres. That's like oh, still like hard to fathom. Like so here. Okay, so this is really neat. This is kind of a two-parter here. The word Kadani, right, referring to Kadani Village, which is mm-hmm. a section. There's Kadani and there's Jumbo House mm-hmm. in Animal Kingdom Lodge. What does that word mean? I don't know. I think Jumbo means welcome, right? But Kadani, I don't know. I don't know what Kadani means. So Kadani, it means necklace in Swahili, oh. actually. Oh, is it the shape? Is it because of the shape of the resort? So here we go. And I, yes, let's talk about this. The building is shaped like a piece of native yeah. jewelry. If you were to take a drone, the walkways are like knots. Mm-hmm. The villas kind of form the beads. So the shape of the villas yeah. all together form the beads. And yeah. then the lobby is this huge ornamental. There's like glass, jewel structure. So it's, but how cool is that? Like the entire structure is, is designed that's as awesome. a piece of jewelry. So if you were to like go up in a plane yeah. or a helicopter, that's it would look like a necklace. Yeah. Or just look at the map. I, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, but like that's a piece of. I just thought that was awesome. I had no idea. I didn't know what Kadani meant, and then here it really talks about like the different, the specific um, pieces of the building and how why it was designed the way it was to create this bigger necklace. How about, that? How about Disney? Just that's next level. That's I'm cool saying that's in, like, I love yeah. Disney, but I but like that. I just think again, like this park in this lodge executes it best than any of the other parks. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last one. So this is also part of an experience. So this is about cultural representatives, right? So Disney, um, I believe they have cultural representatives even in like Epcot, have people from the country, which is really neat. The question for you is, what is that that program like? So the, the cultural representatives that come, how long are they here? How long do they come for? Um, 18 months. Yeah, that's pretty close. What's the, what's the real number? <laughs> yeah, they say it's a year. It's a year. It's about a year program at the resort, and their role is again around, of course, like educating visitors yeah. on personal stories. But apparently, so this is really neat that they get to invite guests, and they even do like trainings with cast members, with other cast members as a part of their role through dance, art, and games. So like not wow. just lecturing, but like they're teaching through doing. That's cool. Carrying out those those activities yeah. with with other staff that- as well as families, and I'm like. That's really cool. They're not just, you know what I mean? That adds a lot to the resort. I mean, like when we, we went to get lunch at Sanaa, we had lunch with an animal expert. But like before the animal experts started talking, we heard from people that, you know, from South Africa yes. and their story. And and then before that even, or after, I don't remember, but we went out uh, on the Savannah and we talked to that gentleman yes. the, uh, from Uganda. I think it was Uganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was amazing. Yeah, it was a great interaction. He was just happy to talk to us, happy to answer my ridiculous questions. I we learned about ostrich eggs, yes. which is really cool. I asked, is it is it true that ostriches are always angry? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, they always look angry. And what did he say? He said, yes, that might be true. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you why. He, it was cool. He told us this really story about like him and his friends as a kid. They go, right? And like steal. Trying to get ostrich eggs. eggs. Yeah. <laughs> but just so, I don't know, just, just so valuable and beautiful and is... I'll say this again. My Animal Kingdom is my favorite place in Disney World. Yeah, that's where I feel home. So that's that's it. And you got like I think that was three out of four. Yeah. Well, yeah, four four out of four as usual. That's That's the way I do. You know me. (laughs) All right. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about vision boards. I I anticipate a little bit of a diatribe, and I uh, (laughs) apologize in advance for that. So if you. would like to avoid a diatribe, maybe don't listen to the next part. <laughs> but don't worry, Autumn's here too. She'll keep me... Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna... No, I don't think... I think it's going to be... We're going to talk about creation and, and planning and like how those two things come together. I right. think that's how I see this. Cool. All right, stick around. So last week we brought up vision boards kind of off the cuff and we're like, yeah, let's do vision boards. So, and you were on board with that, right? Yes. You were on vision board with that? I was on vision board with that very much so. Because I've, <laughs> I've always loved them and, but yeah, no, but it's been years really since I've done one. I knew they were a thing and I've 
or saw representations of them in popular culture like TV shows and sometimes they'd be like making fun of them and stuff but I knew vaguely what they were and I basically said like okay you put your goals down on a piece of paper and you kind of use it as a reminder that you need to achieve those goals that's that's what I thought a vision board was and it does it makes sense in my context of using visuals to prompt behavior yes know? yes so I was excited about it but me being me I did a little bit of research into vision boards and like their popularization and kind of some of the theories behind it and I was a little bit like uh oh <laughs> mm-hmm. like yeah there's there's something there so like I'm a scientist you know I think we said this before uh, and it, and just not like in my profession I, I'm a behavior analyst which is a science but just like in my heart like philosophically I am a science I am a science <laughs> science he's a scientist <laughs> That's true, Justin. It is true. I agree. So part of that... I'm a little less of a scientist. I'm like a... Uh, I'm like wisdom. Mm. <laughs> I like apply... Sci- I, I believe in science. Mm-hmm. I certainly like to apply it. Mm-hmm. it. But I also think I bring in non-science things to... What's the word? I, I think to like answer or, or to just... To really, I think, be open to the things that maybe can't be explained. Yes. By science yes. Or, or haven't and yet that, to be explained, and and not in, you know, and also validating those things, not saying that like science is the only way something can be true. Right. And that's why I think I need you. One of the many reasons why I need you because you provide that perspective, sure. uh, and it's very helpful to me to be like a whole person, right? <laughs> because my brain does tend to go the other way. <laughs> but no, I agree with you one hundred percent. Science cannot provide the answer for everything. The way I think about it is there's science and faith. They're often like pitted against each other. Just for the purpose of discussion, I'll, I'll define these the way I see it. So faith is like the active belief in things that you cannot or, or do not wish to prove, right? Um, and then science is the, the systematic act of trying to understand the way the universe works. And that's based on like repeated observations. I think those are two different processes. I don't think they're they're against each other. I don't think they're opposing. And I definitely don't think you need to pick one. Right. My brain may tend to veer towards one, but I think to say one is right and one is wrong is yeah. an incomplete view of the world. I agree. I agree. And I, do, I think that's what happens a lot and, and why there's a lot of controversy against things. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. that it's right in one or the other. And On both sides. Yeah. If you were to say there were two sides here, you know, yeah. people of faith and people of science, when there's conflict, I think it comes from it not understanding the other. Yes. So, like, in my in my world, right, like, I do have faith. I have faith in, like, the love for my family. Like, I believe that you, Autumn, and Darwin, our daughter, mm-hmm. are the two most special people in the world, and I would do anything for you. I don't need to like, there's no math involved there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, could I look at, could I look at game theory algorithms? Yes, I could, but I don't need to. Like, my love for you is something much different than that. Right. That's, I have faith in that. That's love. It's just there. It's on a different level. It's on a different level. It's a completely different thing. There's no need for science there, in my opinion. Hmm. But something I also do in my life is I help people change behavior. If they want to change their behavior, uh, especially if it's like a dangerous behavior, I help them do that. Hmm. And I don't use faith for that. I use science for that. I use, there's a history of people changing behavior. There's a bunch of literature written up about it. We know it works. We know it doesn't work. There's theories built around it. And that's what I use for that. So like, those are two different parts of my life. And I use the two different processes. I feel like I can have faith and not, and still also use science. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, what does bother me personally, philosophically, is when people, like we were saying before, the conflict and misunderstanding, I think what's even worse than that is when when people either pretend that one is the other, and especially if that is harmful to people. Right. That's when it really, like, it bothers me. Right. And I think what I'm talking about here is, like, pseudoscience. When you say, when you take faith items and you say, this is science. Sure. And I think, honestly, it, it, it's, it's also really frustrating and dangerous when people take science or what they think is science and develop faith around that, mm. you know, because science needs to be open to change. There's philosophic doubt. That's one of the key cornerstones of science is to say, like, well, I might also be wrong. Yes. Right. So when you take your science and now become make it faith, basically, right. and, and don't allow yourself to change, then I think that's dangerous, too. For sure. I mean, they don't have to be always apart, right. but... There are certain ways of mixing them that I think is dangerous. Well, I think what you said was a really eloquent way of saying it, that you brought to light not only this this idea of like 
always and solely just having faith in faith, right? And, mm-hmm. and maybe not science, but also really interesting, this idea of being so faithful to science that you miss, you know what I mean? That you might miss. That you're not science anymore. Right. It, it's just like where you, where you could fall into not seeing the other side and so on. But the way you put that, I just thought was, oh, was interesting. Yeah, I can tell you from personal experience that a life uh, tr- solely trying to analyze things from a scientific perspective is very anxiety producing yes. <laughs> and very exhausting. And sometimes there's definitely something to be said with saying, I don't know, but this is what I believe. Sure. But for me personally, not when we're trying to change behavior. <laughs> and, and I should say there, like that doesn't mean that using faith to change behavior isn't a good idea. Right. I mean, look at like- Faith 12... helps people change behavior. Absolutely, look at 12 <laughs> step programs. You know what yes. I mean? But that's not my personal uh, modo, modus operandi. Right. Well, though I will say, if we get into the steps of a 12-step program, it is very action-oriented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So When it comes to this, absolutely. But the, so I think the belief in a higher power, that's one of the first... That is. And it is yeah. one of the things that keeps people yeah. sober. So, yeah. Okay. Then it is. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So. There it is. <laughs> All right, so one of those ways that this mixing can occur, there's a self-help book called The Secret, uh, written by Robin Bird in 2006. And this is what really popularized this visualization as a means of achieving and not for changing behavior, really, but to get what you want out of the universe. Yes, manifesting. Exactly, manifesting, thank you. And basically, this law of attraction states that uh, positive or negative thoughts bring on positive or negative experiences into a person's life. Mm-hmm. Is that is that pretty much how you understand it? Yes. I, I mean, I do think it's a little more complex than that. I, I think maybe that's a little bit of a simplica- simplification. Okay. I don't think it's saying as concretely as your thoughts equal manifestation, but I think it's talking about as a whole uh, an awareness of what our thoughts are and that a lot of times our thoughts can get in yes. the way of us manifesting. Yes, so and I, I think, think that's good. Literally, it's like everything I do, like if so if what I want doesn't happen, it's my fault. No, I don't think that that's what it's saying, but right. I think it's it's on a whole looking at human thought patterns and saying, hey, let's change those Yeah. on average. And well, and what you just said, I think makes a lot of sense that it, you we should focus on our thoughts. Yes. And whether they're positive or negative, because yeah. that is going to impact our life. I don't think that's crazy at all. I don't think that's terrible. That's right. probably good. Right. But but the idea behind like the vision board, right, sure. is to ask the universe for what you want, believe that it will work, mm-hmm. and prepare to receive what you ask for. And mm-hmm. the book makes the point that you need to believe this for it to work. That's very important. Right. There was some brain science, I think, misapplied for sure, talking about your brain waves helping you manifest the universe because brain waves are electrical activity. Mm. But I mean, that's really a misrepresentation of how brains and electrical activity work. Right. So that's yeah. frustrating to me as a scientist. That's that mixing. What what bothers me, you know, philosophically here and is that if you're not believing in it, then it's not happening. And I mean there's also direct statements in there saying that like negative things are the result of negative thoughts. That's like straight up victim blame. Right, right. And that's that's where I don't think, though I understand how people, and I'm sure maybe how it's written in certain ways, it can come across that it's that yeah. black and white, right? That like, oh, this did or didn't happen and that's on me. My perception is that's not exactly what it's saying. Right. But it's saying, let's identify these problematic thoughts, right? Or, or, or as human beings, we worry so much and like worry is just not helpful and <laughs> getting us where we want to be. And what if we put down and visualized and really saw ourselves obtaining the thing that we want more instead of focusing on how we can't get it? Mm. Because that is, yeah. we have a negativity bias. Yeah, absolutely. We'll focus on the negative. So that's where I understand how people can take it more literally and how that absolutely could turn into being very victim blaming. My take on it was not that it was that literal. So I think you need to rewrite this book, uh, Autumn Cloud Ingram's The Real Secret, because when you <laughs> say it, the way you explain it makes a ton of sense to me. But here, let me read a quote from the book. Okay. And admittedly out of context, but a quote from the book. Okay. Our physiology creates disease to give us feedback, to let us know we have an imbalanced perspective, that we're not loving and we're not grateful. Hmm. So I'm just imagining how that might feel to like a cancer patient or someone whose kid has leukemia, or even a depressed person. It's like, well, this is because I have negative thoughts. I'm this way. Where it might be a chemical imbalance or cancerous cells, actually, and not your thoughts. But, so I understand what you're saying. A less literal interpretation is probably needed when reading this book. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think with that's that's fine. But again, that's my like knowing what I know about where I think this book is going because I did read it, mm-hmm. and and then also understanding like okay, what well, we do know about the human brain right. that is the science, and like merging those two, the wisdom. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, saying like, well, I don't think I don't think now. That's not to say that maybe it was, and it was a while ago that I read this book. Maybe it is written right to be in this very literal state, but my uh, my perception was that this is like let's channel on a whole how we as humans stop ourselves because we prevent ourselves absolutely from doing a lot. Well, when you call something the law of attraction, like that is scientific language. You're saying this is the law of this. That is scientific language, and so they're presenting it to me as a scientific fact. Right. And that so. Yeah, I mean, so I am going to take it literally because right. that's there isn't much metaphor in, in scientific technical writing, you know. No, I've read research articles. There's 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 little room for for creativity. It's, it's not that, but no, I um, I hear that, and again, I think what can be dangerous is then you can. It's possible for certain people too, right, to get really harped on like. What they're thinking and oh they had a bad thought and this and that and that's like the opposite of also just accepting where you're at yes which you is know, you know that's definitely my just point of view more anxiety most yeah. Of the time. yeah so all right so my personal philosophical problems with the law of attraction aside i did some research and there's actually some problems here with using visualization alone to change behavior and, and I know that the secret wasn't about changing behavior. It was about manifesting things. And sure. that's what I'm saying. But if, if now we say like, okay, things won't magically appear. We actually need to do things to get things. Yes. Right? And there, we just visualizing things alone, just that does nothing or potentially makes the situation worse. Can I be a little bit of a devil's advocate Please there? Please do. I don't think <laughs> that it's just... I don't think the problem is visualizing itself. I think it's being more specific about what you're visualizing. Yes, yes, agree. You need to visualize the steps. Yes, visualization is the huge. Goal. There's a ton of research, like if you look at sports psychology, about using visualization to achieve your goals. It's great. Yes. But the visualization proposed in The Secret and a vision board in general is counterproductive. So let's talk about the distinction. Okay. So in the vision board, you basically, you, you put down what you want in the universe and you need to believe that it will come true and that it will come true that's the process now they actually did some studies on not a vision board but these visualization procedures and I'll, i'll talk about a few of them one experiment at the university of california broke some college students into three groups in group one which and this would be like the positive visualization group students were asked to spend a few moments each day visualizing with a clear image how great it would feel to make a high grade on an important exam Mm -hmm. so group one imagine how it will feel to make a good grade right group number two they were asked to spend a few minutes a day visualizing when where and how they intended to study right so they were going to visualize the process for getting what they wanted and then group number three, they weren't told to visualize anything. Just mm-hmm. the control group. Mm-hmm. So students in group one, the ones that were told to visualize the success, yes. they actually studied less and made lower grades. Mm-hmm. And th- they actually felt better about themselves, but they achieved less. Students visualizing studying actually prepared better, studied more, scored higher grades, and were less stressed. What about this control group? I imagine the control group served as like the comparison for yeah. one and two. Okay. Yeah. I was just I was curious if there are any like a- extra interesting findings about what happened there. Yeah. So I didn't read the actual studies. This is like a review of these studies that I read. Got it. All right. So interesting. With studying behavior, they found that you know the groups that visualized the process instead of the goal did much better. Yes. And this was so this came was a big part of my I just passed um, the second clinical exam mm-hmm. as a, as a social worker, and that was a big highlight of the. Process program talking mm-hmm. about even when we as we were studying oh. that part of that studying was visualizing like when we were studying yeah. and then like as we moved through the program imagining us being here in the same seat that we were in studying taking the exam because right? we've now established that as like a, you know what I mean being yeah. in the zone and how you know and so it was very interesting and I think uh, very helpful I visualized the weeks right before I gave birth yeah it was extremely helpful I've done this for running. You know, this was a tip I heard for running. Like when you're when you you reach a spot where you think you're having a real hard time, yes. you look at the road ahead and you just imagine yourself running down the road. You imagine yourself still running, and it really it's helped me get through a couple of good uh, tough spots. Get you through that minute. You think you can't do a minute? Boom, yep. minutes gone by. Yep. 
So yeah, so there's similar studies showed similar results for golfers and tennis players. They're more successful if they imagine them, themselves training rather than winning. Uh, there was another one. This one's interesting with uh, actually obese people in a weight reduction program. They were asked to imagine how they might behave in various uh, food-related scenarios, like a party or something like that. They looked at the responses, and the people who responded uh, positively, uh, they said like, well, I probably won't have that extra serving, or I'll just avoid cake altogether. And then there were people who uh, responded more negatively, like, well, I'll probably eat mine and, and my wife's cake as well. They were tracked for a year, and those with the positive fantasies, on average, lost 26 pounds less than those with the negative fantasies. So the people that were like automatically envisioning them doing worse, you know, you know, eating poor, making poor food decisions, right. lost 26 pounds more than the people who thought they would do well. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. So it sounds like what was happening there was, you know, the group that kind of imagined that their behaviors might be more negative, they were probably more protective in those yes. moments and, and actually made yes. the decision of not eating right or eating less i think because... that is a really good guess of the mechanism behind that outcome mm. and then i'll just say one more because this really applies really well to goals senior students who were asked to note how often they fantasize about getting their dream job after college graduation in a two-year follow-up the students who had frequently fantasized about success actually submitted fewer job applications, received fewer job offers, and had smaller salaries. Compared to? Is that a comparison? This isn't like a control group Okay. They basically ask people how much they've fantasized, Mm -hmm. and then you look at that variable on a spectrum and compare it to other variables, usually using what's called like analysis analysis of variance. Mm. So like how much do these groupings go together? Do we see a trend here with fantasizing more with these other behaviors? Interesting. And yeah, so I mean, so taken all together, what what does this research sound to you? Like, what what do you what are your takeaways from this? The takeaway is that visualization is extremely powerful and more powerful than I think a lot of people think it is. Number two, how you visualize is equally as important as the visualization, yeah, okay. not more. So <laughs> you almost lost me on the first part. Well, <laughs> but you know, visualization as a mechanism, though, right? Whether it has you achieve your goal or not has a very powerful impact. Yeah. And maybe it's the opposite of what you want. Gotcha. But the impact of visualization is very powerful. Number two, in terms of moving forward with visualization, visualization as a mechanism to obtain what you want. What you what is really important to do then is to really not just visualize the end goal, but what are the steps yeah, I'm to with the you. goal. So, and that's what I think I want to do with our vision boards. Yes. Um, I think we put our goals up there because yes. even like vision boards themselves, I think probably good for like what are your goals? Like because you might not even know what your goals yeah. are. Yeah. Or you can forget about them. Like you yeah. have a hectic month that goes by. We both have side businesses, right? And like yeah. I don't post as much to social media. Right? You kind of lose. So so it's not bad to have. So okay. Oh okay. There's that reminder. I'm trying to get back to yeah. this this goal for making this amount of money, right? Yeah. Or for achieving this many followers. Yeah. But also, you really want to have on that, and it's great to have visually. Okay, what are the steps? What are the what are the process pieces? What are the cues that are going to remind me I need to do X, Y, Z? That's what I think our vision board should look like. Yes, and, and putting it in a place and making sure that it's something you make time, just like you would anything else, to reference and to just visualize on every day. All right, cool. So let's talk about it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to get into, you can't see this, but my hand is motioned toward the the poster board that I have made. There'll be pictures of it. Now we still need to add some photos to it. We will put it up on the site and on our social media. But so our vacation board, here's what we did. Because we're like, well, we could do it a year, but like a whole poster board for one year of vacations, we don't have that much time off or that much money. So said that right. many It's going to be a short. So we broke it up, yeah, into 2022, this year, 2023. And then to keep our eye on the bigger prize beyond. So like what are just like some long-term bigger trips that we want to go on? So starting with 2022, um, we really want our daughter, who's going to be two mm-hmm. on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, loves water and water parks. So we really wanted to take her to like some kind of indoor water park, of course, because it's winter and she's been a COVID baby and we haven't been able to have any birthday parties. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Our second bigger trip for this year is going to actually be going down to Virginia to spend some time at uh, the beaches and, and at Bush Gardens. Woo. So that's exciting. We, of course, have those written on the vision board and we're going to yep. put some pictures up. 
But again, that part two of visualization that I mentioned is what are the steps to obtain yeah. that goal? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the other goals too? And then we'll get to the Oh, steps. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll go to the steps. Okay, yeah. so 2023. This is our big trip, ladies and gentlemen. So this is Disney World. This will be our first trip as a whole family of three. Mm-hmm. Plus four, maybe actually. one, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, maybe Fingers my dad. Crossed. He's never been to Disney. Um, so this will be really, really big. So we've been planning. We've been saving for this for the last almost two years. Yeah, yeah we've been saving one. <laughs> and we talked about uh, Animal Kingdom earlier. And when I went, and I've only been once, I really fell in love with it and um, really wanted to do a trip to Disney where we could stay at a place where like really like love the resort and kind of have like a, a fantasy dream Disney vacation so we've been saving and we'll continue to save for that trip so the plan there is to actually stay um, on site at Animal Kingdom Lodge yeah. for 2023 yeah. in a, uh, a villa that's yeah. correct right? yeah Yep. And um, the second leg of that trip is really exciting. It's actually going to be to visit South Carolina, I believe it yes. is, but the um, Gullah Geechee people, yes. which is Africans that had, had come over. And because of the smallness and other geographical components of <laughs> Gullah Geechee in South Carolina, we're really able to maintain their culture, where, where a lot of African Americans became colonized and took on the, you know, white religions and what have you. But but the specific culture of Africans that had, uh, were enslaved and came over were able to maintain that. So I'm really excited. We're going to do about three days there. Chilling on the beach, eating some good food. We do some Gullah Geechee tours. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to relax. Because Disney World is a vacation, but it's like a busy vacation. Yeah. So this is going to be after, just to relax. It'll and also be good at breaking up the drive home. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right, because we'll be moving up. So that's cool, because you get to drive, you get to feel like you're heading home yep. and then you get a break yep. and then do the last leg so i'm i'm so excited about that <laughs> okay so beyond beyond our our bigger dream goals one of these, these are like we our, have started you might, you might call them bucket list items exactly one of them we do have some funds towards and that is actually to go to new orleans and specifically to jazz fest and that which that's just a just and i that's our 10 years of marriage trip yeah <laughs> we're shooting for it we're shooting for it i don't um, know do you think you do you anticipate being married to me in five years well right you're six so <laughs> oh. we'll see <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, we'll see. All right. The other ones, Disney Disney Cruise. So I was cool. really like, bah. And then Justin was watching videos the other night because he was coming up with travel planning for a family. And then I was like, so. <laughs> so, yeah, Disney Cruise slash some of the adventures by Disney. That would be great. Specifically like the Alulani. Alulani? Yeah. I'm pronouncing that yeah. correctly. In Hawaii. I also want to go in Europe to Ireland and Portugal. Yeah, Portugal's big for me. That's, yeah. Uh, I, I like spicy fish stew. What can I and say? And beaches. And yeah. I'm down. <laughs> and also India and then Ghana and or Nigeria. Yeah. But definitely Ghana. Yeah. So those are, those are our big... Bucket list things. Items. We might not get to them all, but they're great goals, I think. They are great goals. And like, I think feasible within a lifetime. It's feasible. Yeah. Those. Depending on how long I live. I mean, it is... St- it is harder in an essence I think right when you have kids like I think ideally if we started some of this traveling earlier yeah but what is what it is that wasn't our situation so that's cool so those are our goals let's talk about like the process of achieving these goals let's get into it so I have to say we need to if you are someone listening to this and have ever struggled with a budget in any way I highly encourage you to check out you need a budget mm-hmm. this is a system and I, I mean people are selling a bunch of stuff I don't sell things I teach birth there was like one but I'm like oh what products do I need for this I'm like you don't need any of it I'm not into this you need a budget as a system that's I mean within two to three months of us using it I mean saved us we saved thousands thousands of dollars thousands of dollars it's easy to use um, and I just even if you feel like you're decent with a budget I'm gonna recommend you give this a trial for 30 days and yeah. see if you really are they do have free trials and we'll put a link our yeah. referral link that we earn a couple bucks in yes. the show notes but I'll even say that you don't need you need a budget you need a budget is the name of the app hmm. if you really love spreadsheets you can look up spreadsheets for That's what true. this is based on it's it's called the zero-based budgeting strategy. And what a zero-based budgeting strategy is, you basically go about your life um, with no money. Zero dollars. As soon as you get money, you have to spend the money. And it might not necessarily be spending it right away on a bill, but you spend it into an envelope. What this is called, I like this, 
is every dollar has a job. Every has a job. So every time you get money, every dollar is going to something. And yeah. this can be like we have vacations two years yeah. from now. Doesn't matter. I mean, this could be dreams. We're spending that money right away, right into our vacation and to 2023. It goes yes. into the envelope. It goes into the. What I like about this app, which again you could create with an Excel sheet, mm-hmm. is that that it's set up for that. So all of our budgeting, so that we don't just use this for vacations. Everybody, this is like all of our all of our like mortgage and our gas and yeah. you know we use this this app and so our money goes into it the money's in there and then we have set a budget based on the estimated cost of all this and so the money is automatically allocated to say vacation to right. say gas but you to you, electric exactly and then so that leads you to what the think the most one of the most important things this makes you do is examine your priorities you know we talk about all the time you know values and goals so you take those values and goals like who are you what do you want out of life what do you want out of life with your family and then you use that to determine how much money you're going to set aside for that right so like early on i you know i was honest with you i'm like vacations are big for me mm-hmm. i really really like vacations i never regret taking a vacation i only regret not going on the vacation that I was going to go on. So so that to me, we, we should allocate maybe more money for vacations than maybe some things that, you know, in my opinion, like I don't care so much about. And you know, it's a That's discussion we have to have together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I really want this couch, Justin. Um, a vacation. <laughs> But that's the conversation we have because maybe you do have, you know, you do think house furniture is important and we have to come to the number together. So how much money we want to put aside each month for vacations and house furniture. And Mm -hmm. that's part of this process to actually think and plan about your spending. And that's how you save the money. That's there's no magic to this. It's just basically saying, like, use your planning brain to spend your money instead of your kind of like impulsive brain to spend your money. Yeah. Yep. So I think it's good because it changes the way you think about money. Hands down. Yep. So that, I mean, that is the big, we're talking about vacations. You need Definitely money. Agree. Yeah, the biggest thing is like to make this happen is really like the money. Yeah. So our goals, and Justin and I, probably at least twice a year revise, right? There's there's a spot on our You Need a Budget app where like we overspend or we underspend and we readjust it. Yeah. So I want to say that these things and budgets aren't set because our Not needs change and our family's circumstances change yeah. and all of that. Like we were talking the other day, like what of us, what if we got one of like this crazy cool, I don't know, dream job somewhere? Then we'd be like, okay, then our budget would change because we'd probably sell the house, right? right. And then we'd, like, we'd do these other things. Or maybe so. we, we decide that we don't want to go to Disney World anymore. Right. You know, or we decide that we want to go to Disney World, but we want to stay off property, which is something I was looking at last exactly. night. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, it gets you thinking about your money. I yeah. think that's the best part of the system is you, you're thinking about it. Hands down. You need a budget. Just go to the website, check it out. Yeah. But if you're going to go to <laughs> You Need a Budget on them, don't you think they should check out the show notes for the link? You should check out the show notes I, for the link. I don't and know how much. And the cute little YNAV icon. Yeah. It's a 30-day <laughs> free trial. And I think if you sign up, I don't know how much we get. It's probably $10 off our You Need a Budget bill. Sure. It's like $90 a year, I think, which sounds like a lot if you're trying to save money. But we definitely thousands of dollars yeah. <laughs> in a couple of months but yeah if you don't want to spend that money check out zero based budgeting strategy google that those tons of info out there about the strategy yeah yeah so that's the big one the second thing is like any planning right so let's say our virginia trip because the indoor water park is like we we already kind of reserved we had to like where are we going to stay because it's like a few hours away and i think we're going to spend time probably with um our cousins down there you know but so if we, we stick with virginia okay so we, we're on track money wise for the savings but we have to find a place yeah, right it, to stay that's within the budget that we've allotted we yes. have to find you get an idea of are we going to um, get a place where we cook all of our food? Are we going to eat out? Right. So so plan that there's out. Lots of are there tickets pl- for Bush Gardens? Right. There's lot. You're saying there's lots of planning that needs to be done. Yes. So one of the processes that we're going to visualize is saving money. Another one of the processes that you're talking about now we're going to visualize is the planning process. Right. How do you visualize planning? Oh, I've got so many great. <laughs> <laughs> on a vision board. How are we going to get that on the vision board? So I would write down first what are the things you need to plan okay and then either write them or do a combination of write or an image of what yeah, that thing is I want an image. So like if you need to stay at a hotel put a little image of a hotel right if it's food you might um put like a little dining out icon or if you're planning on like bringing food um groceries right sure. yeah i think whatever you choose to visualize the behavior i think it needs to make sense to you yes choose something that when you see it you're like oh i need to plan this this week i want to get together with the family and you know just decide on a rough itinerary if we actually want to go to the beach or whatever Mm -hmm. 
make that cue you the behavior you want to see. So for the saving, it might be just like the YNAB icon or a spreadsheet icon, whatever you got. Just so when you look at that goal on your vision board, oh, that looks like a nice beach right next to it. You're seeing, oh, I got to make sure I do YNAB this week. I got to make sure that I talk to Autumn about what kind of restaurants she wants to go to. Exactly. No, that's an excellent point. It's got to make sense to you because what might be a great visual award for me would be like, what? what? So that's that. And, and next, I mean, we could talk about, this is a Disney podcast. We got to talk a little bit about our, our Disney trip we need to do there so now we are planning to stay in a villa mm-hmm. right that's dvc so one of the biggest like pre-prep things really we need to do is uh, call and make sure that that we can get one of those rooms that we yeah. can get the dvc one bedroom villa so with DBC, once that's done yeah the rest will be because we're renting points we're looking to rent points for dvc and yes. when you rent points in a place where it's likely to pick up book up quick you have to book it 11 months so if we do go for one of those value villas that'll be very important that we try and get that 11 months out right so yeah we have to be on it with that so a little scheduling icon on our board a little reminder there Mm -hmm. also we need to have the money all up front at that at the time of booking so that's something to consider as well absolutely all right so i also made a vision board for the podcast goals that i talked about last week on the podcast Uh, So I made mine in Canva. I did not use a poster board. And it was a big headache and a mess. And I wish I just used cardboard and poster. See? (laughs) He was like, no, Otto. It's 2022. (laughs) I'm making mine on, on the phone. And I'm like, okay. But here's what I did. So on the right side, I have all my goals. So for like the visualization of 600 followers, I just like did a little snapshot and put 600 over followers. For the visualization of getting 50 weekly listens, I, you know, did the snapshot of my Anchor app and put a little 50 in front of it. Uh, For the commercial, I want to come out, you know, with a, a monthly fake commercial. I made a little... Um, a little ad kind of for my first commercial. I'll let you check that out on, you know, Instagram stories or posts to see what that looks like. Okay. And then for the three interviews, I just have pictures of, you know, because I want to I want to interview a cast member. I want to interview a Disney podcaster. And I want to interview someone who's it's going to be their first visit to a pre and post trip plan. Mm-hmm. So I just have pictures of cast members. I t- chose the picture of Len Testa and Jim Hill from the <laughs> Disney Dish podcast, though. I probably won't get Len Tesla Jim Hill, but maybe I will. Maybe Len will sign up. Maybe uh, Bruce or Connie from uh, Unlocking the Magic will sign up. We'll see. And then, yeah, just a little for the first visit. I got the first visit button for the the first timer guest that I looked into. Oh, that's great. And then next to that, to the left of that, I put all images of things that will get me those goals. So, you know, I use the Adobe Canva icon, which is what I use to generate my uh, social media content. Right. Um, next to my social media post. I put the, you know, the Facebook business suite icon next to it to, you know, remind me like, hey, get on business suite, make your posts. I got a little image here of the discover people side of Instagram. So I can, you know, you follow more accounts to get more follows, that kind of thing. Um, My Filmora, which I use to make videos icon. And oh, and a little picture of stories because um, it's been recommended to me by uh, Bruce Irving from uh, the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. And he's got a bunch of podcasts about marketing. You know, if you're going to use Instagram, you should also be doing stories too. So Mm. get that in there. That's great. I appreciated that because I feel like I was very unsure about what the point of stories yeah. is and how it differed from reels and how it differed from yeah. posts. Yeah, I'm still Thank trying you, to Bruce. figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Bruce. <laughs> and then with the interviews, you know, I've got my little email icon and uh, the, the Reddit icon mm-hmm. and uh, the messaging icon for Instagram. Just reminding me like, hey, get on Instagram, talk to people, get in your email, send these people emails, get on Reddit, ask people questions. And uh, yeah, a couple other things like that. And then at the bottom here, I just have a little Dobus icon because Dobus is my weekly goal setting meeting that I do. So Mm. all of this, you know, these big goals are broken down into little micro goals every week. I do that with my friend for accountability. And yeah, so that's my vision board. I want to put it as the home screen for my phone. So I see it every day. Yeah. No, that's nice. I took a picture. So I did for, I do therapy, a perinatal therapist. So I really work with families that are pregnant or postpartum really with a, with a baby. And I also teach as a childbirth educator. And so I created uh, a, a business vision board, board as well. Business, yeah, vision board. Exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, no, I think I do still want to like take a picture of it too and have it have it on my phone as a sounds like a sounds like a great story 
<laughs> it does. It does. It does. So we would love to just hear what your thoughts are. You know, have you done vision boards before? Was there something that we said today um, or some concept of vision boards that, that resonated with you? Let I'd love know. to see photos of your vision boards. If you if you yeah. put them together, please send those in. You know, easydizitpodcast at gmail.com or just write on Instagram, easydizit. Yeah, thank you. We, really, we'd love to. Because I always love, I think because it's so visual and I'm a visual person, I love seeing how different people do them too because I think there are different methods that people use that can speak to other people and yeah. um, be really helpful and yeah. be really, really helpful. So thank you. Yeah, please yeah. get in touch. Let us know about your thoughts on vision boards and maybe uh, what we're recommending in terms of vision boards might be a little bit different than you know what The Secret recommends. So yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Thank you, everybody. We enjoyed our conversation. We hope you did too. And we look forward to seeing them. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast today. A bit of a free-range discussion there, but, you know, we, we did talk a bit about vision boards. Well, send us in your vision boards, or maybe you've got a stalwart defense of The Secret 2006. Send it in, easydizitpodcast at gmail.com, or you can head over to our website, easydizit.com, and scroll down to contact the show. I'll send you an Easy Dizit sticker for your trouble. And as we mentioned earlier, I am a travel planner specializing in Disney and Universal. So if you are planning on heading down and would like some help, or maybe you just want something to talk to about it, please get in touch. I'd, I'd be happy to talk to you. All right. Until next time, easy dizzit. Easy dizzit.